God's People at SealingGodsPeople.org with your host, Dennis Beard. As I mentioned, on the 19th of January, 2019, the Lord Jesus visited us. We just got through preaching at Maasai Tribal Church in Transmero, Kenya, Africa. And after that morning service, being three or four hours, it was about two o'clock in the afternoon, and the word of the Lord came, saying, Seal my people by my word as angel ascending from the east, and when the seal of the living God, so send I you. So we've been obedient to that as much as possible, and started these podcasts. This one here is the voice, the voice of many waters, the voice of a host, the voice of the Almighty God. We're going to see that the time is coming, the hour. Now the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and those that hear shall live. And we find that in John 5, 23 and 24. When you see and hear the voice, it's see in revelation and here is the understanding. And we're to speak these words and speak the same things in one mind and one accord. As we take a look at Revelation, John, the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him, John, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass and signified it by his angel unto John. John, Jehovah favored, a favored of God, and was the only apostle that did not see a mortar's death and had written the book of the Revelation on the Isle of Patmos somewhere in A.D. 90, 92 to 95, certainly after Titus, the son of Vespasian, had destroyed Jerusalem in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, fulfilling that prophecy that Jesus said, but also alluding that in the cycles of God that the final raging battle against good and evil would happen in uh, that battle of Armageddon. Where are we? Let's take a look at Revelation 1. We're talking about the voice. The voice of the Son of God that those that hear shall live. The time is coming and now is when those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And it's progressive. We see in Revelation that this is the revelation of Jesus Christ is showing the servants things. The things are the things of faith. But notice how John states that he sees the voice when he turns. The body of Christ has to turn. We can't keep only on the season of Pentecost. We can't stay only in corn harvest of wheat and barley. We have to go on to fruit harvest of oil and wine. For that's what Melchizedek gave to Abraham, uh, the less blessed of the greater, when he met Melchizedek after the battle of the kings and gave him bread and wine. We understand that's the body of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ showing us that the way that we're going to reign and rule with Christ a thousand years as king priest after the order of Melchizedek being made by our great high priest will be in believing the word of God and after we have received this word being sealed and we've mentioned there's four sealings 
four different growths, four different glories. First being that of babies, the newborn babes, the desire sincere muck of the word they may grow thereby. But then after that, then little children. I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake and you've known the Father. They have the revelation that Jesus is the Father. That's little children. Then there is the next step of glory. That stage of glory is young men. I write to you young men because the word of God is strong in you. I write to you young men because you've overcome the wicked one. These are overcomers that we read about in Revelation, the second and third chapter, to him that overcometh. In Pergamos, we see that him that overcometh will be granted to eat the hidden manna. That is Christ, in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And be given a white stone that only he knows that receives it with a new name written. Not another name than Jesus, but a higher revelation of that name. For there's no other name right now in the earth or in heaven in this age or in that which is to come than the name Jesus. It will be a higher revelation of the name of Jesus. Notice that John, in the first chapter of Revelation, he says, I, John, who am also am your brother and companion in tribulation, when we know that all that suffer with him will reign with him saying that this is your persecution and tribulation, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that you might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you suffer. Now, realizing that, that we, the which live, are always delivered unto death, that the life of our Lord Jesus may be manifest in our mortal bodies. And this light affliction, which is only but for a moment, worketh for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And he says, John says, I am a companion and a fellow servant in this tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. He was in that isle that is called Patmos being banned for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now that testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy that we see in Revelation 19 verse 10. And he says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice. Now that voice is of a trumpet. We're going to focus on this podcast on that voice. What is that voice? The voice as of a trumpet. How long will you make me hear the sound of the trumpet, the alarm of war? If the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself for the battle? You notice that uh, in the six different instruments, in Daniel 3, verse 5, verse 10, and verse 15, it has everything but a trumpet. It starts with a cornet. A cornet is similar to that trumpet, but it will not hit the high piercing clarion tones of that trumpet. It will not charm, that trumpet will not charm a snake. When the trumpet sound goes forth, that clarion trumpet sound, the snakes will run. It's the blood of Jesus as often as you do proclaim this man's name, Jesus. You do intend to bring his blood upon us, the book of Acts. That trumpet sound, not a cornex, exactly heart, lear dulcimer, but a clear trumpet sound. 
Those six instruments there have everything in it but a trumpet. The church world today has every sound in it but a trumpet. And that trumpet is that feast of trumpets. It is the ministry voice of Jesus. Not in Pentecost, not in the former reign, but in the latter reign. As you have a reign in the time of the latter reign, the Lord will make bright clouds, send forth showers to everyone, grass in the field. But the latter rain is the last great rain of his strength for the final harvest, not only of corn, of wheat and barley, but fruit harvest as well of oil and wine. That's the reason why we see that in that black horse rider in Revelation 6, a measure of wheat for a barley, a measure of wheat for a penny, and two, three measures of barley for a penny. See that you hurt not the oil and the wine. Why? Because uh, that wheat and barley is in corn harvest, which alluded to the Pentecostal harvest, the former rain. But the oil and the wine is fruit harvest in tabernacles. And we're finding that John is saying he's here on the Lord's day. We're talking about the seventh day. Pray that your flight be not in winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be a time of great tribulation, such as never was uh, since there was a nation, neither shall ever be again. Except those days be shortened, there would no flesh be saved. Notice he said, I was in that spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard that voice, the voices of a trumpet. And we're going to see that in Revelation 4. That is not the rapture of the church. But he's seeing throne room revelation in Revelation 4 and 5. And he's going to show us the work of the ministry, what we are called for as the body of Christ in these last days. Saying is what he heard. I'm Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. What thou seest, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in, which are in Asia. These seven churches. Ephesus, Smyrna, to Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Seven churches that every problem that can be made or seen in a church will be made manifest in one of these seven churches. Next verse is what we're focusing on in this podcast. I turned. John has to turn. Can't stay in the present season. He has to turn. The church has to turn to see. And what did he see? He said, I see, I turn to see the voice. You can't see a voice except the voice, the word is manifest, which is none other than Jesus Christ that we've seen touched and handled of the word of life in 1 John 1 verse 1. John, he said, I turn to see the voice that spake with me and being turned, I saw Seven golden candlesticks. Why? Because a voice is going to come in the midst of the seven candlesticks. And those seven candlesticks are the churches. And as we take a look at Ephesus, and we take a look as it makes a circle, and he's in the midst of those seven churches, which makes a circle, which is Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, then uh, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. A total perfect circle, and one like the Son of Man in the midst of uh, those seven candlesticks. That is a wheel in the middle of a wheel, and uh, there's only but one wheel. We'll see in that voice that God is now speaking to those that have an ear to hear, 
that we are to prepare for the work of the ministry. He said, I turned to see that voice that spake with me. And uh, when he turned in the midst of the seven golden sticks, his candlesticks was one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about his paps with a golden girdle. A golden girdle, not with the breastplate of judgment, but with a golden girdle. In other words, girded with the glory of God. Him being the head, and we, the body of Christ, being the body. He is the head of the church, which is his body. And this is the glory to be revealed in and through the church as in the ministry voice of Jesus in the Feast of Trumpets, manifesting the trumpet voice of Jesus. When we see that John said his hair was like wool and uh, white like wool and white as snow and his eyes were as a flame of fire. Those eyes are the urine. Perfection. Eyes and urine into me. Urine eyes which are burning fire of the Holy Ghost and to me. Perfections. It's bringing the church unto perfection unto the measure of the statue of Jesus unto unto the full measure unto a perfect man. God, that we can all be presented blameless at his coming, both spirit, soul, and body. As we hear the sound of this trumpet, the alarm of war, we see in Revelation 4 that in that door opened in heaven, that door opened in heaven is going to reveal this trumpet voice. He heard a voice as a, of a trumpet talking with him. The voice of that trumpet talking with him, revealing to us things which must shortly come to pass. What did he hear? What did he see? Revelation 4 and Revelation 5 is going to throw us before the throne of God. Four and twenty elders, which have four and twenty seats in heaven where we are all, as priests of the Lord God Almighty, are seated together in heavenly places. How many seats? Four and twenty seats, which is the number of the priesthood. Then we're going to see other four living creatures, four beasts before the throne. These are the zoe. These are the living creatures. Let's take a look. Revelation 4, verse 1, we're talking about the voice, the ministry voice of Jesus, that we must hear the words of the book of this prophecy in order, in order to proclaim this trumpet voice of Jesus. He said, there was a door open to me, John said, and the first voice which I heard was as, as it were a trumpet. Not a cornex, sackbuck, tuzzle, heart, lear, dulcimer. Not one of these nasal things of the churches, but a clear, clarion, uh, loud trumpet voice. The voice of the Lord. With a trump of God, uh, and that trump of God there that cannot be mistaken for any other instrument than a trumpet. Why? Because it pierces the heart. And that voice of a trumpet talking with me, he said, which said, come up hither. Don't stay where you're at, John. You've got to come higher. It's not a rapture. It is going higher in glory, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, into the same image of Jesus Christ. He said, come up hither, and I will show you things which must be hereafter. What things? 
the things of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That faith is the literal things that we're going to see in the faith that we've been earnestly contending for in these last days. It's that earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Jesus said, I have many things to tell you, disciples. He's going to the cross. He's been with them three and a half years. But he said, you're not able to bear them now. But the comfort of which the Holy Ghost has come, he'll speak of me because all the Father's given is given unto me. And he will show you things that will come to pass. He'll speak of me and show you things. Here they are. That will come to pass. Paul put it this way. I have not seen nor ear heard neither hath entered into the heart of man. No earthly man with a natural ear with an intellectual knowledge can enter into these things. You can read this book until your eyes hurt. But it's only revealed by the Holy Ghost. We can whack up and learn all the languages and what the root words and what they mean and still miss the voice of Jesus. Not knowing Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic, Chaldee, Latin, whatever, we see the origins of the words, and that's fine for study. But that will not reveal the work of the ministry. It is only through and by the Holy Ghost that we will understand the ministry voice of Jesus, the voice of the Almighty God as a voice of a host, which is the body of Christ speaking his word. We see that John says, I heard this voice talking with me. And he said, uh, immediately, I was in the spirit. That's the spirit of prophecy. That's the testimony of Jesus. And behold, a throne was set in heaven. And one set on the throne. Not three, not two, only one. There's only one throne in heaven. And there's only one voice in this ministry voice of Jesus as of one crying in the wilderness. That's the reason why the man-child, when it's birth, the woman will give, be given two wings of a great eagle where she flies into the wilderness. That's a voice of the Almighty. It's a voice of one crying in the wilderness. It's a voice of one crying for the sins and abominations done in Jerusalem. And they will be the only ones sealed and marked with that tab there for the work of the ministry. They will be the only ones that will say, come and see and preach this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then the end will come. John is now and seeing this voice and a voice of a trumpet. That door was open. The door has to be open. And he stands at the door and knock. If any man will open the, hear my voice. First thing we have to do is hear the voice and open the door. That's the door of your heart. Then I will come in and sit with him and he with me. That's what's happening with John here. He's seeing things to show unto us, servants, things that must shortly come to pass. He said and signified it. That's the sign. That is the seal. The sign is the seal. An engraving of an engraver. And he said, uh, there, he that look upon was like a jasper. The jasper was the last stone in the breastplate of judgment. Jasper was... Now, on the jasper stone was written the tribe of Naphtali, which is my wrestling or the cross. The first thing we see in heaven, there is that jasper to look on 
That is the sufferings of the cross, a lamb that had been slain from the foundation of the world. And and a Sardius after that. Sardius there was Judah. First stone was, was Sardius stone, had Judah written on it, praise to celebrate, to praise the Lord of God Almighty. But it's now he's made the first last and the last first. He's making the Sardius stone last and the first one, uh, the, the Jasper stone, Naphtali, my wrestling, the cross. And now because of the glory of the cross, that is the Jasper stone, it yields uh, that Sardius stone, praise Judah. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. The rainbow just denotes the work of God from the scarlet orange, uh, that scarlet orange, uh, uh, red, uh, red, orange, uh, yellow, green, going to blue, indigo, and uh, finally purple. Seven colors denote the whole work of God in glory. There's a light, but bent light gives the color. We'll start with scarlet, which is the cross, in that rainbow round about the throne. But there are infinite number of hues in that glory. And that's the reason why we see the beast before the throne saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which is, was, and is to come. Why? Because he is, as and always has been and always will be, God Almighty. But it's revealing the glories. The glories that will be forever being revealed to the body of Christ. And as he sees that rainbow round about the throne, that starts with that scarlet, and scarlet goes, that red goes to an orange, orange to yellow, yellow to green, green uh, to that blue, indigo, and purple. The scarlet never touches the blue, never. But we find it ends in purple, which is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords which be that revelation of Jesus during the millennial in the Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. The ministry voice, voice of Jesus is where we are now. We have to turn to see this voice. And I heard that voice of a trumpet talking with me, John says. What does he see? He sees four and 20 seats. Four and 20 seats, that is the priesthood in heaven whereby the four and 20 elders are seated where we, the body of Christ, are made to sit together in heavenly places. But he also sees uh, there four beasts full of eyes before and behind. The eyes are the aim. The aim is revelation. The eyes of understanding. The eyes of revelation being opened. The pay is the mouth that speaks it. That's the reason why in the Hebrew ABC theory, you're going to have the Ain 16th before the pay, the 17th letter, and 17 is the work of God. It's the seventh prime there, 257, uh, 11, 13, 17. It is the seventh prime. There in that work of the ministry, the ministry voice of Jesus, he's preparing his body now for those that, that will hear the voice. And they hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. We must hear that voice. These four beasts we're going to see are the same as we see in Ezekiel 1 and Ezekiel 10, which are the two olive trees, are the two witnesses in Revelation 11. Revelation 11 says that I will give power to my two servants. 
But it's a time when there's a reed like unto a rod given to me, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God. Why? Because judgment will begin at the house of God. And if judgment begin at the house of God, where shall the end of the sinner and the ungodly appear? And the righteous scarcely being saved. There's a reed like unto a rod given to the church, saying, Rise, measure the temple of God and the altar, and them that worship therein. But the court which of that leave out and measure it not, because it's given to the Gentiles. And they'll trot down the holy city for 42 months, time, times and a half, three and a half years, uh, 1,203 score days. And I will give power unto my two witnesses. The two witnesses there are the ones that's going to proclaim this work of the ministry in the last days. They will have out of their mouth will proceed fire that proceedeth out of their mouth. The fire that proceedeth out of their mouth is a proceeding word of God in present truth. Not Pentecostal, not just being filled with the Holy Ghost, but growing up as an overcomer. Overcome the world, the devil, and your own flesh. And that's the reason why in Revelation 2 and Revelation 3, as him that overcometh will I grant to eat of that hidden man. I will give him a white stone. Where is a new name written? A higher glory that only he knows that receives it. We have to come to perfection. He said to uh, the church in Sardis, I have not found thy works perfect. Jesus is looking for perfect works that accompany salvation. I counsel thee, I lay the seed of binding gold, trying to find there that you may be clothed upon. It is the final measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto perfection, unto a perfect man. Anybody that says the church doesn't have to be perfect in a perfect image of Jesus Christ is a liar. God is preparing his body, not through our works, but God that worketh in and through us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We see here those four beasts, and they are they're like a lion. The first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf. That's Revelation 4, verse 7. So there's a lion, calf, third as the face of a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. That flying eagle is taking the whole earth. Two wings of a great eagle given unto the woman where she flieth into the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of God, where she's nourished from the face of the serpent for a time, times, and dividing of a time, three and a half years, the work of the ministry, ministry voice of Jesus, fulfilling his week. Jesus cut off at the middle of the week, three and a half years. Therefore, he will confirm the covenant of many for one week. There remains another three and a half years of the covenant, Jesus, the Jesus ministry, the work of the ministry. Here, who are those? We're told those beasts are angelic beings. No, they're not. We find in Revelation 5, and he talks about when he had taken the book, take a look at Revelation 5 and verse 8. That is Jesus when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders. Notice the four beasts are there too, not just the four and twenty elders. Definitely the church but also the four beasts. Who are they? They're not angels. They are the ones that are higher glory to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ and to perfection. We see that because the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps, golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. What? And they sung a new song. Who? They. The four and twenty elders and the four beasts, the four living creatures, they sing a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. Why? For thou hast, thou wast slain and hast redeemed us 
the four beasts and the four and twenty elders are the redeemed of the Lord. They are not angels. They are the redeemed of the Lord and has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred tongue, people, and nation. It is that voice that we're talking about. In Ezekiel 1, it is imperative that we understand what the voice is. In Ezekiel 1, these are visions of God. With visions of God that Ezekiel sees in the 30th year, son of Buzi. What is that 30th year? There in 30 is the number of the priesthood. 30 is the number of the price of blood. Blood. 30 is the number of the man-child. 30, and it's in the 30th year. But why? You're 30 years old when the high priest takes his office. That's the reason Jesus could not take his priesthood until age 30. Numbers 4 tells us the high priest takes his office at age 30. Mentioned in Numbers 4 six times. We see here that Ezekiel it's come to him in the 30th year. 30 years old. This is the priesthood. Ezekiel means God will strengthen. It's the same as Boaz, and it is strength. One of the two pillars, which are the legs and the mobility of the church in Solomon's temple, speaking of the perfect man. Notice they're coming out of a whirlwind out of the north, seizing visions of God, not an antichrist, visions of God out of the north. And he sees a fire enfolding itself, and about it was the glory and the color of amber. Look at verse 5, Ezekiel 1, 5, And out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures, uh, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. What man? That's the man you see in Revelation 19, 10. John saw the man. Ezekiel sees the man, seeing visions of God. And that man is uh, that son of man, Jesus ahead, you the body of the Christ, making but one man, filling heaven and earth. He is the head of the body which is the church, and we are that feet generation. And that is what Ezekiel is seeing, the appearance of a man. John saw the man, was about to worship him. And if it was, definitely God manifest in the flesh, and it was the Lord in his glory, then he would have received worship. But the man did not. Neither is he an angel. In Revelation 19.10, John sees this very same man. As he bowed down to worship him, he says, See thou doest it not. I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. That's that testimony. That's what John was on the Isle of Patmos for, for the testimony of Jesus. And to see and being turned to see that voice that spoke with him. And being turned, he saw one like the Son of Man in the midst of seven golden candlesticks as a wheel and a metal wheel. That man that he saw is the same one in Ezekiel 1 verse 5, the appearance of a man coming out of fire. This is, and is in Zechariah 3, Joshua, son of Josedek, that is before the throne of God, and uh, Satan was there to resist him. And it said, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord said, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. Why? Because this is a brand plucked out of the fire. This is the final sealing. What would you have a brand for? To seal those through the fire that are yours. The Lord is sealing. Those that prepare 
in their foreheads, the servants of God in Revelation 7. But we have to hear the voice. If we do not hold the voice by the word of God, if you have received the word of God, you have sent this to, you set this to your testimony that God is true. You said to your seal, that seal is a sign. It is an engraving of an engraver. And that is the final one in the mind of Christ, seal of the service of God in, not on, but in their forehead. Don't worry about your right hand. God's got that. This all you need is the mind of Christ and obedience. The devil has to have and work a hand and control them. That's the reason why the mark of the beast, the keys, the sigma, six and three score and six is not only in their forehead in that mark, but in their right hand as well. In their control. These are controlled. The devil taking them at will. God doesn't do that. You have to have a free will to worship the Lord your God. He will not, not possess you. He will lead you and guide you. And that is, he'll give you the mind and it's up to you to obey. The devil will force his bunch. He'll cause all them, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark. And that mark is 603 score and six, key Z stigma. Key Christ, Z does not, is not rebellion. Stigma is come in the flesh. Jesus Christ is not come in the flesh. It's a mark. It's the number of a man, the number of uh, that beast, the number of a man. What man? A false man, a false Christ. But now we're seeing the true man, the real true one that has uh, this testimony of Jesus. How do we know it? Because in Revelation 19.10, John sees this exact same man that Ezekiel is seeing in visions of God. And he was about to worship him. The man said, see, thou doest it not. I'm of thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. These are the ones that's gone above Pentecostal revelation in former reign and have grown into fullness of glory to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ by the spirit of prophecy, having received the word of God, hearing the voice and obeying it. The hour has come. When? And the hour has come and, and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those that hear will live. We're seeing here that they're coming out of the fire. There's a brand plucked out of the fire in Zechariah 3. Here they are, a man coming out of the fire's amber. That's the hottest fire there is. They see the appearance of a man. But what is their appearance and what are their faces? Remember, the face is the glory. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That's the excellency of the power might be of gotten out of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit, and with the spirit of the Lord is there's liberty. But we all with open face behold as the glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, to the same image, not something less. Jesus is coming back for a perfect church without spot or blemish. Don't let anybody tell you different. And we must hear this word. We must go on to the measure of the statue of Jesus. We must go on unto perfection for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. And here is the work of the ministry. And we find that they four had their four faces. God has shown forth his glory in the face. What are these four faces? Well, in Genesis 3, after the fall, God places cherubim, capital C, 
at the east end of the garden of God to keep the way of the tree of life. Not to keep out, but to keep the way, the truth, the life. Who is the way, the truth, and life? Jesus. That's why you see that cherubim, capital C, because it's the Lord God himself. What's the face? His different glories. Lion, man, ox, and eagle. Well, what is that? Well, lion is the king of the, of the jungle. Each one of the man is the, the highest, and the phylum's in the primates. The, the ox is the height in strength, the ox almighty. And the eagle flieth afar off and is the greatest among uh, the flying, the birds of the air. Each one, lion, man, ox, and eagle, we find that Jesus shows forth his four faces, a capital C in Genesis 3. We're seeing that in his four faces in Matthew. He has the face of a lion. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. We see him in Mark as the perfect man. We see him in Luke as a suffering servant, the ox, the burden bearer. And we see him in John as the eagle, lion, man, ox, and eagle. We are to enter into that same glory. For who the Lord did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to his image, the image of his son. And those that he predestinated, them he called them that he that called, he justified them that he justified them, he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. We are to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. God working in you, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. To the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man, Ephesians 4. But how do we get there? Through the voice of the Lord. Now we see these four, these four beasts, which are the exact same as we see in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5. The only difference there, instead of lion, man, ox, and eagle, we see a lion, man, calf, and eagle, because the calf has to grow up. A man-child then grows up to the man. We see that in Revelation 12. It's a progressive glory that's being revealed to the body of Christ. But it's through the word of God, the voice. Why do we have to hear the voice? John said, it was a voice talking with me, the voices of a trumpet talking with me. Saying, come up hither, I'll show you things. I'll show you these things of faith. I will show you that faith that was once delivered to the saints that is now revealed in the latter reign. The last reign of tabernacles. Not Pentecost, tabernacleist. Somebody said, well, I'm Pentecostal. Well, that's wonderful. Go on to be a tabernacleist to the measure of the statue of Jesus. You'll see here that each one of their faces in Ezekiel 1, verse 10, is the same as Revelation 4 and 5 of the living creatures. We're going to see that in Ezekiel 1, the spirit of the living creatures is in the wheels. What's that wheel? Well, there's your church, wheel. That's Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, uh, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea. And a wheel in the middle of a wheel cried into the wheels. Jesus in the midst of the wheels. Oh, wheel, but one wheel. If you will, let's take a look at that voice. The work is like the color of a barrel stone. It's the color of judgment because judgment will be given to the saints of the Most High God. If you look with me in Ezekiel 1, we're focusing on the voice. If you will, look at voice, verse uh, 
24. Now this is the noise of those cherubim, which we know are the redeemed of the Lord that we saw in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5, the four and 20 beasts and the four and 20 elders and the four beasts which sing the song of the redeemed, for thou hast redeemed us. They're the redeemed of the Lord. They're not angels. Oh, they're one of the seven glories of the angels. No, they're not. They are the brethren that have the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. And that's where you have it, 19, Revelation 19, 10. Here we see in Ezekiel 1, verse 24. And it said, when they went, I heard the noise of their wings. Well, what is the wings? Wings is what you fly upon the wind of doctrine. You must have strong wings. The wind of doctrine is what that wind is is the breath of the Holy Ghost. You see, the wind bloweth whithersoever it listeth. And we hear the sound thereof, but we know not whither it goes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. That wind is the leading of the Holy Ghost. Speaking of Jesus, the Word of God, leading us into all, uh, all truth. Not partial truth. All truth. Very important. We're going into all truth. And he sees uh, and he heard those wings. What is the wings? It's like the noise of great waters. What are the waters? For out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This he spake of the Holy Ghost, which is not yet given. Why? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. Those waters are the waters of truth. And this is the washing water of the word, whereby we can be what to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. This is the voice. What is that? Like the noise of great waters as the voice of the Almighty. Somebody said, well, that's the voice of God. That didn't have anything to do with me. Hang on. The voice of speech. Somebody speaking it. The voice of speech, not just graphy, written word. That's the reason why John was about to write. And it's not going to be through a graphy. He said, now eat that book. Eat you all of it. Take it out of the angel's hand and eat you all of it. It's going to be sweet to your mouth and bitter to your belly. Then you're going to prophesy again, John. John's a body of Christ. Before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. You're going to do it. The same word that he saw in showing us things which must shortly come to pass is the very word in the word of God, in the speech that we will speak to all nations in a proceeding word of God as fire that proceedeth out of our mouth. And all that come against that in this manner shall they be killed. Not by us, but by the word of God. And it says there, this is the noise of great waters. This is Ezekiel 1 verse 24. As the voice of the Almighty, the voice of speech, as the noise of an host. What is the host? That is the church of the living God. He is the Lord of Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. We will have ministering spirits for those who are heirs of salvation and a Mahanam. Mahanam is a double cap. But they're not preaching the word. The angels are not preaching the word. God has provided. They wanted to look into it. They desire to look into these things, but they cannot. Because only the body of Christ will preach the everlasting gospel. For witness unto all the world and witness unto all nations, then the end will come. 
and it's a noise of a host, the body of Christ. When they stood, they let down their wings. Why? That's the wheels. And there was a voice. There's a singular voice speaking the same thing, one mind, one accord. Where do you get that? Well, he gave some, Ephesians 4, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Here's the work. And to edifying of, for the edifying of the body of Christ until we all come into unity of the faith. Not 32,000 different denominations in the world, but only one, the voice of one. And God's doing it now to those that have an ear to, to hear. Somebody said, well, God spoke it to you. Yes, he did. We're obeying. But we're just a servant. Popping the rag, shining the shoes. There for you to be a servant to the body of Christ. Not for, oh, here's great preachers. No. He is the only one that is worthy. No minister is worthy. Only God, the Lord Jesus Christ, is worthy. He's the one that shed his blood. No one else shed blood for you except Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Cease ye for man whose breath is in his nostrils. There was a voice from the firmament that was over their heads. When they stood, they had let down their wings. Watch it now. This is throne room revelation of the man-child, which is being birthed now to those that will hear this voice. At that time, they hear that voice of the Son of God that shall live. Worshiping the Father in spirit and in truth. Worshiping God in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. They'll have the Father's name written in the forehead. Why? Because they've received the word of God. If they receive me, Jesus said, they've received him that sent me. If they kept my word, they'll keep your word. This is that word that he has now given to the body of Christ. Notice that voice. And above the firmament that was over their heads was the likeness of a throne. Throne power. As the appearance of a sapphire stone. What was on the sapphire stone? That was uh, uh, that Simeon to hear, to understand. On that second row of the breastplate of judgment was uh, that Reuben, Simeon, Gad. The middle stone sapphire had Simeon written on it, Simon, Simeon, to hear, to understand. Not just that we have a revelation, something's going to happen. God's going to move somewhere sometime. He's giving you the specifics of what he's going to do. It's the testimony of Jesus. It is the spirit of prophecy, knowing those things that are coming upon the earth to try the earth before they come to pass. It's a spirit of prophecy. Just as the Lord spoke it, it will happen. That that is determined shall be done. And the appearance of a sapphire stone upon the likeness of the throne, the likeness as the appearance of a man above upon it. Who is that? That man above upon it is Jesus ahead and you, the body of the Christ, being able to sit together in heavenly places in him through the word of God. And I saw the color of amber as the appearance of fowl round about it, from the appearance of his loins even downward, that speaks of us, and from the appearance of his loins even upward, that's the Lord God the head, I saw as it was the appearance of fire, Holy Ghost, and it had a brightness round about it. What is this? As the appearance of the bow. Notice in Revelation 6. And that white horse rider. The one that rode upon that white horse. And there was a bow given unto him. A crown that is a Stephanos. It's not the royal diademon. That's only the Lord's. But a crown was given to him and a bow. That crown is a Stephanos. It's given to the victor. It's a victor's crown. And a bow. That bow is a toxon. 
That Toxon is a fabric ornamental bow given to the victor after he's won the war. But before we start this battle, the Lord Jesus has already given us this bow, this Toxon. Notice it didn't say an arrow. It said a bow, an ornamental bow of victory before we ever enter into the battle. A bow was given him and went for conquering and to conquer. The only one that's going to conquer there is a body of Christ in and through the word of God through this bow. As the appearance of a bow that was in the cloud on the day of rain. What rain? Not the second coming of the Lord, but the latter rain. There's a former rain, Acts the second chapter. Then there's a latter rain. That latter rain is coming. Let us return to the Lord. For he hath torn, he'll heal us. He is smitten and he'll bind us up. The Lord's kind of get our attention now through famine, plus the sword, noise, and beast. There's coronavirus out there now for the body of Christ to wake up and let us return to the Lord. After the second day, he'll, he'll revive us. This is not revival. We're going to the third day. And then the third day, he will raise us up and we will live in his sight. In his sight, yes, that's seeing uh, the voice. Seeing the voice of him that spake with me. The voice of a trumpet. And you will live in my sight. How? Through the word. He said that the voice uh, there of the Lord that, that voice that is now speaking and now is, those that hear that voice shall live. And he says there, you will live in my sight. How? Through the voice of God. Through that word of the preceding word, throne room word of God, right happening right now. Not a Pentecostal word 2,000 years ago, but a present word walking in the light as he's in the light, having fellowship one with another, blood flow, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. We find here that that is uh, that bow in the cloud in that day of rain. What rain? The latter rain. We've had the former rain, the latter rain. How do we know that? Because Hosea 6, verse 4 said, Come and let us return to the Lord. He's torn, he'll heat us, he's smitten, he'll bind us up. After the second day, he'll revive us. And the third day, he'll raise us up. We'll live in his sight out by the word, by the voice. Now, if we fall on to know the Lord, he goes on and says, if we follow him to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning. That's a morning star. The night is far spent, the day's at hand. And, uh, yeah, we'll, his, and he will come forth. What will he come forth? His going forth. He will come to us as a rain. His going forth will be as the rain. What going forth? The parousia. He will come to us. Is going forth as a rain, and he will come to us. How would he come? That's a parousia. He'll come to us as the rain, former and latter. We've had the former rain, Acts, the second chapter. We have not had the latter rain. Regardless of what anybody says, no one has had the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, knowing these things that are coming upon the face of the earth to try the earth. God is doing it now, and we must receive the sealing in our foreheads uh, as a servants of God, to go forth and proclaim this word. Notice he says uh, that this brightness was about it. Watch it there in Ezekiel 1, verse 28. He says, this was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face and I heard a voice of one that spake. The voice of one. That voice of one that spake, notice that's not a capital, uh, a capital O there in one. 
because uh, there is that spirit of prophecy in Revelation 19.10, which is a small s. Why? It means that you are joined to the Lord. He that's joined the Lord is one spirit. You have taken that word of God in and through you, and you have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust, that you are now an overcomer, and it is a voice of one crying in the wilderness. It's a voice of the Almighty God, the voice of a host, the voice of the body of Christ. Not just an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, but a whole body literally going forth unto all the world, preaching this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. Greatest thing, the greatest glory that's ever going to be revealed is soon to happen before the second advent, before the Lord Jesus comes back the second time without sin and salvation. We find here that's a voice of one that spake. That's a voice of one crying in the wilderness that you're Elijah. That it is Elijah that must first come and restore all things. And then the Lord will come. That Elijah is for restoration. Why? Because uh, Acts 3, we find at 20 that uh, uh, then uh, the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things. These things have to be restored. What are those things? Faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. These things are now being revealed the faith that was once delivered to the saints, the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, the voice of a host, the voice of the Lord God, the voice of many waters, that voice of the Son of God is being proclaimed now for those that have an ear to hear. Oh, friend of mine. And then he says here that, that he's, there's a roll of a book. Look at the next chapter. He's telling us exactly in Ezekiel what is happening that John sees in the book of the Revelation, one and the same in visions of God. In chapter 2, he addresses the Son of Man. Who's the Son of Man? That's Jesus' head. That's a kingdom office. That's Jesus as a head. You and me, members of the body of Christ, making but one body. And uh, he tells him, I've given you a word, but you're going to a people. Some will hear, some will not. Because they're impudent and hard-hearted. Look at, look at Ezekiel 2, verse 9. He says, And when I looked, Ezekiel said, Behold, a hand was sent unto me, and lo, the roll of a book was therein. The roll of a book? There's that Bibliaridian. That's that little book. That's that little book that God has squeezed, compacted together, that we as a body of Christ will eat all of it, as John did in Revelation 10, being sweet to the mouth as honey and bitter to the belly. We find that he's going to tell us that there in the very next chapter. We see Ezekiel taking this book, and lo, that roll of a book was therein, and we find that it's going to be bitter there. Not just honey, but bitter, because the next bird is said and written, it was, he spread it before me, and it was written within and without, before and behind. Therein, lamentation, mourning, and woe. Why? Because to the end of the war, desolations are determined, but during that time of lamentation, mourning, and woe, there will be a voice, a ministry voice of Jesus, the voice of a host, the voice of a multitude, the voice of the Almighty God that will go forth in the earth. And it'll be the battle of the ages, the wicked against the righteous, 
because God has given us word. We're going through battles now and doing everything. The devil's doing everything they can to bring down this word. <laughs> Praise the Lord God Almighty. When they speak all manner of lies and railings against you, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. You live godly in Christ Jesus, but you speak this word. If you're not going to count the cost, don't go and say, God, I'll do it. Because you better be willing to forsake all that you have. Except a man forsaketh all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. You have to make it in your mind that I want this voice. I want the voice of the Almighty God. I want this voice of the Son of God. I want to hear it, and I want to obey it in the testimony of Jesus. I want that manna that is hidden, and I'm going to eat that hidden manna. I want that white stone. Where's that new name written? That new thing that God is doing. That a woman shall compass a man. Birth and a man child. You have to literally be willing to sacrifice all. And if you're not willing to do it, don't do it. Stay where you're at. Stay in a little shallow water. But I'm telling you, if you do not receive that word as it comes to you, you will not make it. Because if we do not become overcomers and overcome in these things, the Lord said in Matthew 7, I'll all say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. These are one God people. These are people that are following the true God Almighty, the Father of glory, the Lord Jesus Christ. But they didn't do the will of God. And he's, Jesus said, not all saying to me, Lord, Lord, are going to be able to enter in. And no man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. These are the true people of God. But they've got to go on to the next level. With Jesus, it's all or nothing. You have to go on to grow up into him in all things. You have to walk in that light as he's in the light. If we draw back, God will have no pleasure in us. That's the reason why in that sealing, sealing service of our God in their foreheads is the mind of Christ. For much Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, be therefore likewise minded. For he that suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. And those are the ones that have the testimony of Jesus. The spirit of of prophecy, lamentation, mourning, and woe. It's going to go with it. It's going to be bitter to your belly. Just as John saw when he took that little book out of the angel's hand, nobody's going to give it to you. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take it by force. You've got to want it. You've got to seek it. You've got to diligently seek the Lord and then receive the word when it comes. You've got to diligently seek the Lord your God and be obedient in all things. And when you do, it'll be sweet to your mouth, but bitter to your belly. But you that do that, the body of Christ will. John, you will again prophesy before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. The word that was given to John will be going again to these many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings, through you, the voice of a host. Look at the next chapter. Now, yes, we've seen the bitter herbs of it right there. But look at chapter 3. Ezekiel said... He said unto me, Son of man, eat that thou findest. Don't try to add anything to it or take away from it. Eat what you find. Eat this roll and go speak into the house of Israel. You cannot be silent. You can't be just silent back there. You have to be an oracle for God. So I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat that roll. Notice what he said. He said to me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat and all and fill thy bowels with this roe that I give thee. Then I eat it and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. There's your Revelation 19.10 little book. 
John ate it when he took it and ate it, ate all of it, not part of it, not of one verse, not just in John 3.16 or Acts 2.38. He ate all of it. And when he did, it was sweet to his mouth as honey, but bitter in his belly, just as Ezekiel saw here. Lamentation, mourning, and woe, yes, but sweet to the mouth as honey. Well, to that soul that's full, he even loatheth a honeycomb. He doesn't want anything of God. But to that hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. He even wants the bitter things, the limitation of mourning and woe, and the word of God. We see, he said, and he said unto me, Son of man, that's Jesus' head, you the body. That's the reason he's calling him Son of Man. That's the kingdom office, John 3, 13. No man's ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. And Why? All judgment's given to the Son of Man because he is the Son of Man. And that judgment will be given to the saints of the Most High God in the day of the Lord. Look here. And he said, Son of Man, go, get thee into the house of Israel, to my house, and speak with my words unto them. Speak it. You've got to be not a hearer of that voice, the voice of the Almighty, Almighty God, but a literal preacher of that word as a living testimony, the spirit of prophecy. And you'll see as you go ahead and he says, I've given you, same chapter, verse three, I've given you your face strong against their faces. The face, the glory of Jesus is greater than the glory in the world. The face is the glory, remember that. But he said, I'll give, make your face the ones that have the word of God, stronger than their faces. And thy forehead, where you, you have that ceiling in your forehead, your forehead will be strong against their foreheads. They think they're right. They think they're, their heart is set as an adamant stone. But know ye that God will take this word and literally trample down all his enemies and the wicked will be ashes under the righteous feet in the day of the Lord. Until that time, we suffer. Lamentation, mourning, and woe, it will be bitter to our belly. But in the mouth, it will be sweet as honey. We see there that he said, moreover, he said unto me, son of man, uh, all my words that I shall speak unto you, this revelation, this revelation of Jesus showing you those things, I want you to receive in thine heart and hear with your mouth, with your ears. But then what do you do? You've got to speak unto them. That's the pay. That's the mouth. You can't just hear and receive it in your heart. You've got to speak it. And he says, now get you them of the captivity of the children of the people and speak unto them, whether they were here or whether they were forbear. And that's exactly what we're doing. Some will hear for the time to come. Some will not. But we must be obedient. How long will you make me hear the sound of the trumpet and the alarm of war? This is the trumpet that's now. It's the ministry voice of Jesus, the voice of the Almighty God going forth. You see, there it is, a noise of a great rushing. You'll see that in verse 13, a voice of a great rushing. In verse 12, I'm sorry, that's Ezekiel 3, verse 12. What are you speaking to them? The whole body of Christ coming together in one. Then the Spirit took me up and I heard behind me a voice 
of a great rushing. What is that? Well, that's that former rain was uh, then suddenly came the sound of a rushing mighty wind. Filled the room where they were sitting, clove tongues of fire appeared and sat on each one of them. But here's another great rushing. But it's a greater word. A deeper word. Into all truth, not partial truth. Now we know in part. We understand in part. But then, when that which is perfect has come, all that which is in part will be done away with. Then I will know even as I'm known of him. That's charity, my friend. Charity, we've added to our faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. Charity is not love. It is the love of God in obedience and doing his will. Those are overcomers because we must overcome. When he said over there in Matthew 7, not all say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Those were the real people of God. They just not got, did not go on from born again little children, knowing that he's the father, unto overcomers doing the will of God. They will profess unto Jesus, Lord, we've cast out devils. We've prophesied in your name. We've done many wonderful works in your name. Jesus didn't say, no, you didn't. He said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Iniquity is lawlessness. You're not being led of the Spirit of God. Because you're not being led of the Spirit of God into all truth, he said, then it's iniquity. Depart from me, you that work iniquity, for I never knew you. For you did not do the will of my Father which is in heaven. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We must go on. We must go up unto Perfection, not Pentecostal glory, but this tabernacle of glory, literally being a tabernacle of the Lord Jesus Christ as a living, a living temple, living lively stones built up a spiritual house whereby we offer praises unto God. We cannot miss out on this. Lest the promise slip any of you, you should seem to come short of entering into his rest that remaineth the rest of the people of God. If Jesus had given him rest, he would not have spoken of another day. Hebrews 4. This is the voice of a great rushing. There's a latter rain saying, Blessed be the glory of the Lord from his place, from his tabernacle where he's placed his name. You are called by that heavenly name, that wonderful, matchless name of Jesus. He said, I heard also the noise of the wings of the living creature that touched one another and the noise of the wheels over against them and a noise of a great rushing. Why? Those wheels are the churches coming into seven unto perfection. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira. That is the Sardis. Philadelphia later see the seven churches coming into perfection and Jesus in the midst of them, one like the Son of Man. He said, now... This is at the end of seven days. He said, the spirit lifted me up, took me away. I went in bitterness in the heat of my spirit. That makes your belly bitter. But in the, but the hand of the Lord was strong upon me. That's the testimony of Jesus. That's the spirit of prophecy. That's the testimony. Take a look over in verse 24, same chapter, Ezekiel 3, verse 22. And the hand of the Lord was there upon me. That's the testimony of Jesus, spirit of prophecy. And he said unto me, Arise, go forth unto the plain, and I will there talk with thee. Plain, yes, there's that wilderness. 
Two wings of a great eagle given to the woman of the church where she flieth into the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of God, where she's nourished from the face of the serpent for a time, times the binding of a time, three and a half years. And the, that look was said, I rose and went forth in the plain, and behold, the glory of the Lord stood there. In the mountaintop? No. That is us in the wilderness there to see who loves the Lord with all our all of our strength, all of our might, with all of our mind. As the glory which I saw by the river Kiva, and I fell upon my face. Take a look. He goes on there. You're seeing the bricks. He portrays Jerusalem. All the ones that are crying out in sins and abomination in the church will be sealed, a mark put upon them. That is a tab. It's not a loft. It's not a beth. It's not a gamel. It's not the beginning. It's him that overcometh in the end. That is a tav. It's a cross. Said literally, literally, literally the salvation. In chapter 5, you see it again. It's only a remnant. The remnant of the woman's seed, the remnant of the church. Why not all? Because only a remnant is going to go up that mountain apart. Only that remnant of the mountain apart is uh, Peter, James, and John. Matthew 17. Why? Why not all 12? Because there's only going to be a remnant. We're going to see on that Mount of Transfiguration, Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. Moses, the love. Elijah, the prophets. Jesus, the Savior of the world, God manifest. Jehovah's salvation. But what does it teach us? On that mountain apart, that kingdom apart, he took with him Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John, and they went up that remnant, the inner three, went up into that mountain apart, and there Jesus was transfigured before them. There's a change of raiment to the body of Christ. How do we know that? Because there appeared Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. Moses, drawn out of the water, and you'll see in Malachi 4, remember my servant Moses. Behold, I send you Elijah. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. He will send Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. This is not the Lord's day. This is not the day of God Almighty. This is before the coming of the Lord. This is a time, times and a half, three and a half years. 42 months of the Jesus ministry, the work of the ministry, the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus, preaching this everlasting gospel, the voice of the Lord, the voice of Almighty, the voice of God, the ministry voice of Jesus going through all the earth. Then the Lord will come. There we see on the Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew 17, they see Moses Moses did judgment miracles. The same miracles you're going to see in the servants of God in Revelation 11. Somebody says, those are two witnesses. We'll be raptured out. No, you won't. That's another lie. You're not going anywhere to the end of this world desolation is determined. Jesus said, I'm with you and to the end of the world. Amen. To the end. Not seven years before the end. 
Oh, Brother Beard, the appearing and the coming of Jesus, two different things. You have no idea what you're talking about. It's immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sign of the Son of Man appear in heaven and then gather together his elect. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, which in place your fight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day, for then shall be great tribulation. Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. That's great tribulation. And it's after that that the sign of the Son of Man appears in heaven. As lightning shineth out of the east, even to the west, even so shall the coming of the Son of Man be, and gather together his elect, the church of the living God, for the four corners of heaven to the four corners of the earth. Mark 13. Hallelujah. Well, this is exactly where we're at here for those that have an ear to hear the voice of Jesus, the voice, the word of God, eating that little book, eating all of it, letting God into all truth, not partial truth. You see, it's only a remnant. There's only Peter, James, and John that are up there on the Mount of Transfiguration. They see Moses because he's going to do judgment miracles. It wasn't, it wasn't Moses doing those miracle uh, judgments upon Egypt. It was the Lord Jesus Christ. It was not Elijah doing the kingdom miracles. Right, not in the days of his prophecy. Raised from the dead, the uh, widow's son. All that we see there and that double portion of Elisha. It wasn't Elijah doing those miracles. It was Jesus. And that's the reason why they see Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. Jesus only did redemption miracles. He did not kill anyone. But in the last days, there will be not only redemption miracles of Jesus, there'll be the judgment miracles of Moses and the kingdom miracles of Elijah all working at one time for the final power of God and the gospel being preached in the whole world for a witness in all nations, then the end will come and fire will proceed out of their mouth. The preceding word will be fire. It's the last day work of the ministry. And it will sound like a strange thing to those that do not understand that all God's ways are judgment. He hasn't given judgment to the saints of the Most High God. They're being led of the Holy Ghost. That fire that proceedeth out of their mouth is not judgment and rod given to them yet. It is a word that they have received in the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. And it's only a remnant of her seed, only a residue, only a remnant of the church that will hear this word and prepare to meet their God. They will understand the voice of Jesus that ministry voice and these things which must shortly come to pass and set and signified it by his angel unto John. John's declaring it. Ezekiel's declaring it one and the same. Visions of God Almighty and anoint the vision to seal up that vision, to seal it up, to let it come to pass. Seal up the vision, sealing the saints of the living God for the work of the ministry. Seal up the vision, Daniel 9, 24. Make it in of sins and transgressions. To anoint the most holy and to seal up the vision. What vision? The vision that is secreted. Daniel 2. This secret is not revealed unto me, Daniel said, for any of my wisdom or, or any of my righteousness, but that you will know what God will do in the latter days. These days. That's exactly what he's doing in the voice of Almighty God through the voice of a host, the voice of a multitude, the voice of many waters. The voice of the Lord in and through the body of Christ. When you see there's only going to be a remnant. 
because in Revelation 12, man shall cut up a God to his throne that wonder and having a great red dragon, having seven heads, ten horns, ten crowns upon his head, went to devour the child as soon as she brought forth. The church that does not love God and going on in all truth will seek to devour this child. Just as when Jesus was born some 2,000 years ago, Herod went out to destroy all the newborn children from two years and under. The same will happen here again in a circuit, a circle, that which is and has been will be. And it's now being revealed in the last days for those that have an ear to hear. The ministry voice, the voice that any will hear will live. The voice of the Almighty God. John turned to see that voice, one like the Son of Man, in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Well, who will hear for the time to come? Oh, that they were wise, that they understood their latter end. To the law, to the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And to the testimony, what? The testimony of Jesus, the Spirit of prophecy. If any speak not according to this word, Isaiah 8, it is because there is no light in them. It's all or nothing with Jesus. That's the reason why he didn't say, well, you were once saved and, uh, you know, you didn't go on and receive and do and overcoming will of the Father in Matthew 7. So I'm going to let you come in anyway. No, he said, I never knew you. Depart from me. There'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For you did not do the will of my Father which is in heaven. You did not overcome unto the end. And because of that, you did not eat the good word of God. You didn't eat all of it. You weren't led and guided into the things that he is revealing now. The revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto John to show unto his servants things. You didn't receive it. And because of that, he said, depart from me, I never knew you. With Jesus, it's all or nothing. Take heed how you hear. With the same measure you meet with all, shall be measured to again. If to him that hath, it shall be given, he'll have the more. But him that hath not, you don't hear that word as a coming in present truth. It'll be taken away even that which he has. With Jesus, it's all or nothing. We're either in present truth of the word of God, or we have lost out and backslidden. That's the reason why only a remnant will be saved. Only a remnant of the woman, the church of the living God in Revelation 12, that keep the commandments of God. Those are the ones that love him, keep his commandments. That is the love, charity. And have the testimony of Jesus. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. What's the testimony? The testimony is the spirit of prophecy. It's knowing those things in the words of the book of this prophecy, the revelation of Jesus Christ that has such an importance in God's own heart and his sealing that he said, if any man add to the words of the book of this prophecy, the plagues of this book will be added to him. If any man take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, saying, oh, it's not God. He said his name will be blotted out of the holy city and out of the book of life. Very serious you're dealing with God, the Lord Jesus Christ, on heartstrings. It is very essential and urgent that we obey these truths so we can be sealed in our forehead with the mind of Christ in Revelation 7. But it's only through that, and we see here in Ezekiel, he says the same thing. There's only a remnant 
only a residue, only a remnant that will go on. You'll see that in Ezekiel 5, verse 10. Therefore the fathers shall eat the sons in the midst of thee, and the sons shall eat their fathers, and I will execute judgments in thee. Where does judgment begin? At the house of God. And uh, the whole remnant of thee will I scatter into all the winds. Scatter? That's a diaspora. Yes, in Acts, the 8th chapter, in the former reign, God scattered the church. He scattered the individual members in the body of Christ. And the ones that were scattered went everywhere preaching and teaching the kingdom of God. These literally turned the world upside down in the former reign. But he's going to do the same thing in the latter reign. He's going to scatter the, the holy seed. He's going to scatter them. Daniel 12 said after he's accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people. Here he is doing it. Revelation 12, he's doing it. Right here in Ezekiel 5, verse 10, he's doing it. And after he's accomplished, after he's accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, then all these things will be finished. That is uh, after a time, times and dividing of a time, three and a half years, 42 months. The fulfilling of Jesus' ministry. He says here, and the remnant of they I will scatter into all the earth. He did it in the former reign in Acts the 8th chapter. There abode of Jerusalem only the apostles. For the saints of God, the church was scattered abroad and went everywhere preaching and teaching the kingdom of God. He'll do the same thing again. This won't be a church house revival. This will be taking the whole world for a witness unto all nations. The kingdoms of this world becoming the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. That those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Only a remnant will be saved. We look at Ezekiel 6. And he says there, then verse 8. Yet I will leave a remnant that you may have some that shall escape the sword among the nations when you shall be scattered through the whole countries. The same thing he did in the book of Acts, he's going to do it again in the latter rain. There, though God slay me, yet I'll serve him. I'll trust in the Lord my God. We all, those skin worms eat this body, yet in my, in my flesh I will see God. We know there's a resurrection coming. We'll take a look all through. They're going to pollute the secret things as a reed like into a rod given unto me, John said, saying, rise and measure the temple of God. The temple of God, the church of the living God will be measured. We find therein Ezekiel 10. Well, let's, let's go to Ezekiel 9 then 10, and we'll call this podcast to an end. In Ezekiel 9, there are six men with a destroying weapon by their side. And there's one among them that has a writer's inkhorn by his side. A writer's inkhorn? Yes. And he's to place a mark upon the ones crying out for the sins and abominations done in Jerusalem and the church. So I said, well, I didn't know there was any sins or abominations being done. If we back up on the word of God and we do not press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, we're backing up upon the present truth. 
Paul even stated in Philippians to the church of Philippi and Lydia's house, he stated, I'm not perfect yet, neither have I already attained. But I'm reaching forth of those, those things which are before. I'm forgetting those things which are behind. I'm trying to apprehend that of which I'm apprehended of Christ Jesus, pressing toward the mark, that tab in Ezekiel 9, that mark, that ceiling in Revelation 7. I'm pressing toward that mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I want that high calling of God. What is that? The call to that ministry, the work of the ministry, Ephesians 4. Growing up into him in all things, knowing all truth, being sent into the, all the world, for witness unto all nations, with the proceeding word of God. You see, it, that last work of the ministry, the body of Christ will not only do redemption miracles of Jesus, they'll do the judgment miracles of Moses, not judgment given to them, but through the word of God given to them, and, and many, literally, of understanding shall fall to try to first and make them white. Many there, the, the blood of the saints and of the prophets found in Babylon. The mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Mr. Babylon the Great that says, I am a queen, I'll see no sorrow. I am no widow, I'll see no sorrow. I'll have no birth pain. Don't tell me about tribulation. Don't tell me about the birth pains that the church is going to go through to birth this Jesus ministry in the last days. She said, I said a queen. I am no widow. I'm already married to Jesus. And I will see no birth pains. I will see no sorrow. God said, in one hour, I'll destroy you. God said it. I didn't. We're just messengers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, I'll destroy you. That voice is being proclaimed throughout the world now. The Lord told us there on the 19th of January, 2019, this is what you start saying. And not of any of our righteousness, not of our holiness, but simply in obedience to him and his word, we'll proclaim this. It will make many, will say no, the old store, the old wine's better. They will not make new wine skins to receive the new wine. Therefore, how you preach your ministers of God, we between the porch and all, why? Because the new wine is cut off from you. Because you will not hear for the time to come. There in Ezekiel 9, there's a mark being placed Paul said the same thing. I'm pressing toward that mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As many as be perfect, be thus minded. That's the mind we've got to have. We have to be stirred up. We have to be pressing toward that mark. Woe be to them that are ease in Zion. Jesus said, I'll search Jerusalem with candles. The candle of the Lord is the spirit of man. I'll, pun I'll search Jerusalem with candles and punish all them that are settled on their leaves. You're not stirred up. You're not seeking the Lord your God dil diligently. I admonish you. Oh, friend of mine, grab your Bible out. Seek the Lord your God diligently and he will reveal this work of the ministry to you. Give us a call. We'll bind it together with you. That's our calling. That's what we're called to do. That on the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. Those, when they looked up, Peter, James, and John saw Jesus only. Peter said, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Let us build three booths, three sukkahs, three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. But he wist not what he said. He didn't know why he said it. 
Those boosts, the boosts is the latter reign of the Holy Ghost. And you are the lively stones built up that spiritual house. But when they looked up after they saw Jesus only, this will be Jesus only in his work. The work of the ministry will be that instruments of God going through all the world as his battle axe preaching his word. So claiming his word to all nations and then the end will come. We'll see about that, those two witnesses in Revelation 11. Somebody said, I give power to my two witnesses. That's Elijah and Moses. We can see, no, it's not. It's in the spirit of Elijah. It's in the spirit of Moses, which will be upon the body of Christ. How do you get that? Take a look at John 8, 13. They came to Jesus and said, Jesus, you bear record yourself. Your record's not true. Notice they said record. There's three that bear record in heaven. The Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost, these three are one. Heist, one of the self-same spirit. There, you bear record yourself, Pharisees said to Jesus. You bear record yourself, Jesus. Your record is not true. Jesus said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true because I'm not alone. Well, they couldn't see that just Jesus standing there in the flesh. They did not know that he is the Father of glory, revealed and dwelling in that body of flesh and blood. Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Father that dwelleth in me, he's the one doing the works, housing permanently in me. And there in John 8, 13, notice that Jesus said it's written in your, your law, the testimony. Now he goes from record, the testimony. This is the testimony of Jesus. It's through two witnesses. What are those witnesses? Jesus tells us right there. Everything that's ever been done, he's already done it. Our Lord, Savior, God Almighty, Jesus Christ, has already paid the price and showed us the way, the truth, and the life for those that have an ear to hear. He said it's written in your law, the testimony of two men. He's going to the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. Revelation 19.10. I am one that beareth witness of myself. There's one witness. That's the flesh that you can see. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. 1 John 4, verse 1 through 3. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, not has come, is come, present, imperfect tense. He's still doing it. He's still coming in the flesh. He's still building his house, the house of David. And that is the Son of God, the redemption office of the Spirit. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is come pleasant in perfect tense, he's still doing it, in the flesh, there it is, building that church, is of God. But most of your Bibles say, has come. And that's the reason it's perverted. Some doctorate of theology wrote that and thought, well, I've got a greater revelation. I suggest you read the authorized version. King James Version before, before 1925. There, there we see the blood of Jesus Christ in the New Testament given for you. There's your blood. Whenever Jesus said you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, the only way you can eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood is the feast of the Lord. Not the feast of Israel, the feast of the church, but the feast of the Lord, Leviticus 23. There's seven feasts of the Lord, not four, not two, not one. Church tells you there's only one feast. You just repent and that's it. You're saved. No, you're not. 
You've got to grow up in him and all things not being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine coming into perfection to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ, Ephesians 4. But you've been told a lie, and so was it. So had I. I was told, well, you're saved. You're sanctified. You're, that's it. You're saved. You want saved, always saved. Forget it. I can't forget it. God moved. I, I had to seek. I had to diligently search. And the more I searched, the more I saw in this word that God has called us to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ to his perfect image. He's coming back for a perfect, spotless, blameless church. And anybody see it tells you difference, a liar. They'll say, well, you repented, you're saved. No, you're not. Godly sorrow, work of repentance unto salvation, not to repent it of. We find in the Acts of the 19th chapter, they repented, but they did not have the Spirit of God. Any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. Paul said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Come upon certain brethren. Apollos, the silver-tongued orator of Alexander, had been down there and preached to them. Well, they received the baptism of John, the baptism of repentance. They thought repentance was it. Bad mistake. Got to go on. You got to go on in him. You got to seek him out diligently and believe the word of God unto perfection. So Paul said unto John's, what unto them, what were you baptized? You don't have the Holy Ghost? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They said, sirs, we don't know whether there be any Holy Ghost. Paul said unto them, what were you baptized? If you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you don't have the Holy Ghost. You don't even know whether there be any Holy Ghost. Under them, what were you baptized? They said, under John's baptism. Well, Paul went on and said the same thing I'm saying to you. Paul said, John truly did baptize with water under repentance. Then he said, but he, you should look on him that should come after him. That is on Jesus Christ. And he preached to them Jesus. What did they do? And then they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Born of the water. And they received the Holy Ghost with Paul laying hands on them. And spake with tongues and prophesied. Well, there's not just one feast of the Lord. The feast of the Lord is how you eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood. Well, there is repentance. Yeah, that's just one step. That's not the whole thing. you got to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Go on to that Passover unleavened bread. What? Buried with Jesus in baptism. What? No, you're not as many were baptized or baptized into Christ's death that the body of the sins of the flesh might be destroyed. Romans 6, 1 through 4, Colossians 2, verse 10 through 12. The body of the sins of the flesh destroyed how? Circumcision made without hands. What? How? Believing with the heart. How? By baptism. Colossians 2, 12. That the body of the sins of the flesh might be destroyed through the circumcision made without hands, the circumcision of Christ. Somebody said, that's not faith. Yes, it is. Through faith in the operation of God, the raising from the dead. You have to have the same thing done to you. Repent and be baptized. Everyone in the name of Jesus Christ. There's your second all. There's your second feast, and you're raised to the newness of life, a new creature. There's the third feast, that is Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, death, burial, resurrection. How did you get into it? Repentance, baptism in the name of Jesus, raised in the newness of life. Did you stop there? No. Go to the fourth feast, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
That's the fourth feast. Somebody said, we stop there? No, there's three more feasts. Feast of trumpets. That's a trumpet voice. I heard a voice of a trumpet talking with me. Revelation 4.1. Saying, come up hither. I'll show you things. More things of faith you've got to receive. Just as important as John 3.16. Just as important at Acts 2.38. Just as important as believing that faith there for salvation. Working in you both the will and the do of his good pleasure as overcome. Because he that overcometh to the end, the same shall be saved. What if you don't overcome? You're going to hear the frightful words of Jesus. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. I never knew you. I never knew you. Why? You did not do the will of my Father, which is in heaven. It's God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Somebody says, well, I don't know what to do. You seek him. He'll show you what to do. Somebody says, well, I need help. Give us a call. We're here for you. We'll pop the rag, shine your shoes, do what we can to help you, assist you in your ministry walking Jesus. Somebody said, I don't have a ministry. Yes, you do. Every member in particular has a different ministration. Your members in particular. You're a part of the body of Christ in particular. Members in particular, different gifts, but all the same spirit. All, all born of the Spirit of God. That is the reason why Paul said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As many as be perfect, be thus minded. There's a mind you've got to have to have that mind, that mind of Christ in order to have the sealing in your forehead in Revelation 7. You have to be that overcomer first in Revelation 2 and 3, Revelation the second and third chapter, in order to be enabled to be sealed in your forehead in Revelation 7. Simply by receiving these things, the ministry voice of Jesus, the voice of a trumpet talking with me, showing to him things that must come to pass hereafter. Well, here we are. The ministry voice of Jesus is through these these cherubim of glory, lion, man, ox, and eagle. That's the church of the living God. I want you to tune in to the next broadcast, the cherubim of glory, the church. That'll be our next podcast. But right now, Please hear the voice of Jesus, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the paths of the Lord your God Almighty. That voice of Elijah, that voice of a multitude, the voice of the Almighty God, that ministry voice of Jesus, that Elijah that must first come and restore all things. That's you, the body of Christ. And then the Lord will come. Don't let any man deceive you by any means. That's the ministry voice of Jesus. Any man have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. There you have in Ezekiel the ministry voice, the cherubim of glory, the servants of God, when he said, seal the servants of our God in their forehead. That's what was spoken to us. But there, as I came out of the church there in Maasai tribe, in Kilgoris, Transmera, Kenya, on the 19th of January, 2019, I was shocked. I was under the Holy Ghost for two hours, shocking me, letting me know this has got to be the end of the last of the last days. And friend, it's nothing of our righteousness. It's nothing of our holiness. But I can assure you, when you step out in faith for this word, you will suffer persecution. And you must count the cost. 
If you're willing to do that, it'll be sweet to your mouth. Mouth, that's honey. Sweet to your mouth, that's honey. The revelation of the Word will be a wonderful revelation, but it will be bitter to your belly. Lamentations, morning, morning. But by doing it, you will please the Lord your God. You will not love the world. You'll be in the world, but not of the world. The world will hate you. It's up to you. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard. The ministry voice of Jesus ours coming in now yet. For those, uh, those that are dead uh, will hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. Somebody said, I'm not dead. Dead, what? Dead faith. Ernest contended for the faith that was once delivered to the saint. There's many asked, well, why can't we see the miracles that we used to see in the book of Acts? That was a former rain. Why don't we see them now? We do see them. A little here, a little there. We've seen blind eyes open, deaf knees speaking here. We've seen the, the lame walk right there in the in the ministry through the Lord Jesus Christ. And what we're about to enter into and the ones that hear the voice of the Son of God, we have not been here before. Therefore, we have seen nothing of what God will do. And this glory that's to be revealed in the saints before the second advent of the Lord, then it comes a second time without the, without sending the salvation, splitting the battle of the And well, until the next time, tune in for the Sealing God's People at sealinggodspeople.org. This is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.